right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Black Gaming Podcast, a podcast that is for black gamers by black gamers. I am one of your hosts, the infamous Hood, right with the auto gold himself, Cortez Washington. And as always, I am joined by my favorite co-host, the compassion-centered <laughs> Renaissance woman, Asia, aka Call Me Asia. Shout out to the kangaroo gang, the kangaroo <laughs> Kangaroo kingdom. Killers? Kangaroo, the kangaroo Kingdom. kingdom. Like, yes. Kangaroo Killers. No, not like you kill kangaroos, but like y'all are kangaroos. Who are also killers. killers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting dynamic. Yeah. How are I you? Mean, have you ever seen a kangaroo get punched? Like a kangaroo punch somebody? Hey, they swole. The, yeah, exactly. They're elite. Why do they hop all over the place? They kick you in the chest with their feet and they bounce a back. <laughs> they do bounce back. And they got that little pouch. I found out that exactly. pouch. Exactly. That, that pouch, pouch was disgusting. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Hold you. It's it's like in it's like sticky skin. I feel like I feel like it's the same texture as the inside of your ear. You know what I mean? Yes. Some I I feel like no. I feel like it's like the, the roof of your mouth. That's what oh. it is. Oh, yeah, it's, isn't that disgusting? It's weird, but yeah, um, I'm doing pretty good today. <laughs> <laughs> I have been having a pretty good day. I'm really excited um, to get through a lot of this information because I'm this first topic. Oh my god, I'm just like, I'm I'm so ready to chat about it. I'm I'm so uh, I like I we have to we have to get through it. Yes, 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 yes. And before we hop into that, though, let's just talk about what have we been playing? What have we been watching? Uh, So what you been playing? What you been watching? I still have, um, I've been playing some Baldur's Gate 3 and some Wildflowers. And my age-old classics, you know, are always going to be Overwatch 2 and League of Legends. I get into those games. I play them for a couple hours and then usually I go to bed because that was my, my schedule before. But now I'm excited to do more of those things, play more of those games that are in my backlog. Like, hmm, what else is on, what is, is on my backlog? Oh, the last case of Benedict Fox. I really liked that game starting out. I wasn't prepared for it to be like a platformer kind of game, but it reminds me of kind of like a Spider-Man, like how we used to play Spider-Man on like the Game Boy Advance and stuff. It has that kind of feel. And I like games like that. And I never really thought that I could be good at them or complete them. So I'm excited to get through that one. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. That sounds very, very, what about very you? interesting. Uh, what have I been playing? Shit. I, so I started Starfield and yeah. then I stopped Starfield because I got a few hours in and I was like, okay, I <laughs> see what y'all doing here. It's like a, it's like a super in-depth, but not too in-depth, uh, uh, space sim, you know, space sim with RPG yeah. elements and I like that, but also I don't like that. It seems like you gotta really invest a lot of time into mm-hmm. this game and it seems a like lot a of energy. Yeah, it's it's a slow burn for sure. And for people who want to do that, this is the most accessible space simulation game you're gonna get. Like fucking Elite Dangerous is too much. A Star Citizen is a scam, uh, like legit scam. Have you ever heard of Star Citizen? No. Oh wow! This is so Star Citizen. Just to go on a tangent, Star Star Citizen, <laughs> not Starfield, but Star Citizen is mm-hmm. a was a crowdfunded space simulation game. MMO. I think it was supposed to be like an MMO RPG, but it still hasn't even reached its alpha stage, and it's the highest highest gross or highest amount of money 
use to produce a video game so like it's it's they've spent the most amount of money ever producing this video game and it still has not come out yet the highest expense game yeah. like game with yes. the most expenses or something yeah like uh star citizen oh. I'm about to how long have they been working on it uh since since like 2013 oh yeah. my god and they haven't even reached alpha which is before beta which is before early access oh, <laughs> which Lord. is before full release oh no <laughs> what is the um, game supposed to be about what is it supposed to do it's it's uh uh 600 million it hit 600 million crowd and crowdfunding uh solidifying its status as the most expensive game by development costs 600 mil more people have invested in this more people have invested in this than how many people went to go see uh let me think oh the mummy the new mummy remember the mummy came out yeah mummy 2017 box Mm, office box office i remember the mummy 410 million yeah this move this this game has cost more than that whole movie's like box office uh earnings that's kind of scary yeah yeah and nowhere near alpha um they've been they've been teasing out a bunch of stuff uh really been kind of and they and they fans be like uh i'm sick of this i'm jumping out but then some people be like i spent too much money i'm in it now you know like because they it's like there's it's playable portions of it that people can like go and like install and stuff if they like gave a certain amount of money or something like that but all in all it still hasn't reached full status which is ridiculous so mm. yeah but oh yeah so back to what i was playing oh <laughs> so i played a little bit of starfield it's a slow burn if you like space simulators definitely hop in if you have a fan of bethesda rpgs you can hop in too got all they it's got all their uh their energy and spice on it um it's okay um personally i really like the outer worlds better because it had a little bit more character to it um and a little bit more uh live it felt more alive you know like uh starfield didn't feel like that it just felt like it was barren and like artificial in a sense um but to balance that out i've been playing lies of p uh, which is a Souls-like game that recently came out based on the... And it's based around the Pinocchio story, like the original Pinocchio story. And it's that's been super-duper fun. I love uh, Souls-likes, Souls-borns. Is it Souls-like, Souls-borns? I don't know. Do you play Souls-like and Souls-borns? I don't play those kinds of games, but I have been watching it, and I do like it. They mm-hmm. say that he looks like a, a Timothy Chalamet, uh, Chalamet Pinocchio. Yeah, he looked like a. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. He looked like a. a no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm an adult now. Um, but he is a little boy. <laughs> he like tiny. He like a tiny adult man. It's like it's like I don't know if you're 23 or 12. What's going on here? You know, like it's really that balance of who is this person. But the combat's fun. Um, once you get the hang of it, it's really fun, and like you can find your own play style in there and really, really fool around with it. Um, I'm a few hours into that, and I'm having way more fun than a few hours I had with that in comparison to Starfield. And so, um, not to compare them to because they're completely different genres, but that's been going on. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. It's been pretty. It's been really, really fun. Um, what? So, what you've been watching recently? What's been mm, what I've been watching? I've been catching up on Queer Eye. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, I just love queer. I, I really think it's the show that can heal the world. You know, like Avatar. Like I believe that Avatar can say that. Like that's how I feel about <laughs> Queer Eye. It's so good. It's so, it's so moving and special, and it feels personal. And everything about it feels like encouraging and the, like the kind of stuff we want to put out into the world. Like them really pouring into people who just need extra support and really just need to know that you know people care about them and that they matter like oh my god it's so special so i'm just like obsessed with that and i am catching up on spy family because i want to catch up before they release anything else and i think they did that really well if that was my spy family was my first anime that i had ever watched like coming into anime i probably have been a lot more excited to like dive into anime like earlier or sooner and stuff i don't feel like i ever like discarded it or anything but i definitely didn't like make it a part of like my routine but i also think part of that is because it's not as accessible as like netflix or you know hulu or any of those other ones were like i never really got into crunchyroll because mm-hmm. what do i need to buy crunchyroll if i know it only has this, this one specific thing but netflix has started you know having different things um, that they're trying different categories and stuff and also they have one called The Legend of Avaros that's mm. on Netflix that one's pretty good and I like Shira. those are just kind of animated though I don't really think those are anime mm. but I like those styles too that's what's up yeah hey I've uh Netflix be sometimes they be hitting it with they be they be on point with the uh the animation and the anime stuff cause I watch uh I've been watching Baki on there which has been really really dope um Baki's so good. Yeah. Oh really my god. Good. And then the Castlevania, Castlevanians have been really amazing. I love though. I love that show, and I can't wait for the new one, the the spinoff or the sequel. I haven't watched that. I've just heard good things about it. Oh, watch it, and it's a and it's a. Good, you can watch it in a day. You can actually watch it in a few hours, and it's really just like it feels. It's like oh, it has like a well well rounded story that like clean that cleans itself up pretty well and like wraps itself up pretty nice. But um uh oh what else i've been watching oh netflix it has been i've been on there because i've been watching gundam so that's been really really interesting I've gundam been gundam yes og og gundam gundam been around since oh the 70s. like from the 90s yeah from the 70s i watched it. i've been watching 70s? yeah i watched oh I watched my the- god i know nothing oh man it is wild and it's like really deep about like it's a really deep and in-depth story about like politics and people wanting to reign power and it's wild but it's all like uh gundams i did a lot of actually i went like a deep dive i did my adhd deep dive you know how you get when you find something you're really interested in you do a deep dive about it uh which is basically spending seven hours on one thing for that amount of time so uh yeah not seven yeah seven yeah 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 Yeah, seven yeah seven or so um but i watched i watched the gundam movies the original mobile suit gundam one two and three they were um they're on netflix they're a good uh summarization of the story the origin like the beginning story so far of that Mm -hmm. um there is a prequel movie that came out on netflix but i didn't want to I didn't want to have the jarring like experience of that new anime and then this old anime, you know. So I just mm. said, let me start. Let me start from the beginning. Bing bang boom boom. So I started that. Watched the three movies. Uh, actually, I'm lying. I watched Char's Counterattack, which is a like later on story that like kind of rounds up that entire storyline. So I kind of mm. watched like it's like watching Return of the Jedi, 
and then going back and watching everything else. You're like, oh shit, okay. So, um, oh, a Star Wars reference. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I, I apply so little, so little of that knowledge in my daily life. I watched the first one and maybe um, the second one. Well, oh, wait. You watch Harry Potter? Did you ever watch Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did watch all of them. Okay. It's like watching Half Blooded Prince and then going back to the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, okay. I understand yeah. the reference very well. Yeah. I was gonna oh. I was gonna pull out another one. I was gonna do a I was gonna do a Disney one next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I get it. That makes sense to me. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Perfect. So um so yeah, I watched that and it's been really fun. I didn't realize how like I I guess like if you in a Gundam you like a super nerd and I was like, mm. yeah. Cause they like, cause, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Gundam before I move. <laughs> cause I can, I can find for a few hours. I really researched that shit <laughs> before I go. Um, so what happened was, um, oh, the suits, the suits technology and everything behind it is based off of like real world, like main, like machinery and engineering. So the, it's like, it's a pretty capable thing that could be developed in our world if we adjusted our resources if our world was built and structured in the way that their world is structured in but it's like the, literally the same mechanics and the same information we have here they can make gundams as well and they have one at like one of the museums they have like a life-size gun it's like huge and which is pretty dope but yeah i've been watching that been getting diver diving deeper now i'm about to watch uh uh i think it's uh mobile suit zeta gundam which is like the next show after that and then I'm gonna mm. go from there. So, and that's on YouTube. I found out. I found that on YouTube because you can't really get it anywhere else. So I found it on YouTube. And so, hey, hey, kitty cat. Hey, kitty cat. <laughs> you can't see my kitty cat. Kitty oh, cat. yes, you can. He's acting up. Yeah. Oh lord. Mm. But a symptom of being chunky. You're probably gonna hear it. It's his hacking. He is a chunky boy. Look at him, yeah, chunky boy. That, that chunky belly is going to get man, you Man, God hell, he came in thin up top and then chunky, man. I that's, know. He got turkey thighs. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on to the first topic of the show today. Yeah. Um, it's so not gaming. Yes, yes, it's not. It's, it's not, not gaming. <laughs> uh, I stumbled and across. <laughs> so just to give you some backstory. Mm. Um, I stumbled across this because I'd be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because how did you find it? Oh, I was, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, I'm a, I'm a, what is it? A purveyor of cinema. So <laughs> okay, I watch good cinema. And sometimes, you know, I don't want to put it out there that some things be happening that I get it. It just fall onto my computer hard drive. But uh -huh. it'd it be on my hard drive sometime. And a uh -huh, place that usually sure. like just, and a place that usually like surprises me with movies was uh had this movie on there called freaky profiling mm -hmm. and i was like hmm i don't know why it stood out to me i don't know why it stood out to me but i was like hmm maybe i should check this out so mm. i am so glad i did because it gave me something to be shocked disgusted and happy <sighs> Yeah, happy I came across because God I, damn it. I, I oh my it. God. I, I cannot wait. I want to read the synopsis. I because I <laughs> You wanna read I want okay. To read it. I want I want to read it the way that I feel it happened <laughs> in in my head. Okay. Okay. Alright. Perfect. Alright, so read so this is freaky profiling, y'all. The movie. <laughs> 
The movie opens with tension running high as a black woman is stopped by three white police officers. After being shoved to the ground, she dies from head injuries. Micah, a black activist in the city, is very angry at police officers and is leading the community to retaliate like Michael Ma Malcolm X, but he is switched with a white police officer, just like in Freaky Friday. He wakes up as a white police officer and the officer wakes up black. The two of them soon realize what it is like to walk in other people's shoes and learn to grow empathy for each other. The two characters bond before switching back and now their outlook on the protest is completely different. Now Micah sees that not all police officers are bad and if they want to achieve true justice, it will take everyone black and white working together. Boo. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh no. And so this is a real movie, y'all. So this great. is what the f what the fuck? Like just so great. I understand. I I honestly I understand the vibe, but the trailer is not is not good. It's oh, not done yeah. well enough. And I wish that y'all could see it, um, but it's not done well enough for it to not look like something. It looked like a high school cheesy. project. Yeah, like a high school like project. A high, yes, a high school yeah. project is a good description of it. It doesn't look cohesive, even really. It's with the production value is there. It's onto something. It just hasn't reached the platform for something great <laughs> it's yeah. just you know probably on the path but i i feel like the gist of it is not bad but there is some of that some of that weird rhetoric not all police police officers what just, are bad what, what just That's is not good what we should be focusing on hey the funniest part is that if you see the trailer um I'm gonna figure out a way to get the pick this this posted somewhere the footage of this the way they switch bodies is they both tase each other at the same time and so that's what causes them to switch bodies was both of them having tasers so uh why does why why do they both have tasers i don't fucking know what why how does this how does tasing someone at the same time as you being tased cause you to swap bodies with them uh, i have no other other idea either but all i know is that this movie's on tubi if you do want to watch it i just googled it it's on tubi for free it's an hour and a half i don't know if you want to waste your hour and a half on freaky profiling i mean i might one of these days if i ain't doing shit but um i just it's just it just amazes me that like uh that this was created this was funded um yeah and also the director is a black man like i'm just so confused uh yep. you know film film is 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 subjective that's the the just the i don't even I, sometimes people feel like they have a creative thought in their brain and they need to get it out and that's just <laughs> yo hey <laughs> I wonder I can't I don't know I wonder what his homies told him when he told him that hey I'm about to make this movie and it's about this story and I feel like they was like bro don't do that shit 
<laughs> that's just stupid. And he was like, no, nah, they hating. I'm gonna make my dream happen. Um, this one, uh, bless best black film, uh, best black culture film at the Canes World Film Festival. Yes. Yes. Okay. You hear me right? Yeah. Yeah, Canes. You said the 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 what film festival? Cane Canes. Film festival. Cans. Oh, Cans. 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 I said Cans. Cans. I, you know, I'm a, I'm I, a said, I was like, nigga. Cans? What is Cans? I didn't know. Cans. Cans. Yeah. Yes. French, yep. I think. Yes. The the infamous Cans Film Festival. World Film Festival. Uh, it won Best Black Culture Film this year. Um, and, this year? Yeah, this year. This year. I guess it won this, the other. This trailer? Yeah, I guess there wasn't any other nigga films coming out. Uh, oh, they said 12 <laughs> they said, Years a Slave already happened. Uh, yeah, they said, nigga, oh. we, need to, we need to swap. We need to swap. Um, apparently, this is all from IMDb, so IMDb must be capping or something. It also won... I don't know. It also won the New York International Film Awards, uh, Best Social Justice Film, Best Director Feature, Best Comedy Film of June of this year. Oh, so they think it's comedy. So it's comedy. That's what it is. They think it's funny. So, okay. I mean, if it's comedy, okay. It's satire. I can get I can get behind that. Can you, though? Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's all nonsense. Is it supposed to be nonsense? I don't know. That that would be a good question for, for the director. Yeah, Cam Marshall. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to put his name out there. I mean, it's all IMDb. The nigga named Cam Marshall. He made this movie. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I yeah. understand he made it. But maybe you know, maybe we ask his perspective. Oh, he went to he went to the university I went to. You went to Ball? Yeah. Damn. I went to Ball State, and so did he. I wonder That's when he. Drew, I wonder when he. Um, graduated do i know this person for real you might know oh, oh my god now we're going to get into six degrees of separation i don't think i had classes but my major at ball state was um was telecommunications which is like media and film production so i'm just very curious to know like what or how this person you know came to do the things that they're doing yeah i don't know <laughs> but that would be a nice thing to reach out. Maybe we can find. Maybe we can find out. I don't know. You want this I nigga on the show? I, th- <laughs> I, just don't, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if, it's, if they should be on the show. Um, you know, knowing that you know someone might not like their art, that might be hard for them to deal with. But I just, I do have a lot of questions, and I, I do now want to watch this movie in, in its entirety. Um for research purposes i think i i think that is our our right as people as people as right as journalists mm, yes I'm not, absolutely I, as I, press I, I definitely wouldn't count myself as journalists or press <laughs> I, i'm a journalist i don't know what you're talking about i do yeah. so much research i the way i should be getting paid for the research i be doing <laughs> trust you can't tell me i'm not a journalist absolutely not <laughs> that's what's up hey i'm sorry i, I disrespected your yeah, craft thank you yeah, yeah put some respect on my name you know what okay. <laughs> if my i just apply that, like i love researching and going down the rabbit hole but i just don't know how to yeah. stop a lot of times 
I need somebody to pull me out. Like, that's enough, brother. I'm like, no, but I need to know. You know, like, why are Oreos vegan? Mm. Who? They're not made with chocolate. What's the What's the middle though? What's the middle? You know what I'm saying? What's the middle of them? What's I don't. You know what? The cream. Yeah. It's is hydrogenated vegetable oil, high fructose corn syrup, soy lectin, and vanillin. Not vanilla, vanillin. What the fuck is a vanillin? <laughs> Sound like they made that in the lab. No. Vanillin versus vanilla. Vanillin is the molecule that gives vanilla its distinct taste and smell. Oh. Oh, I'm so stressed out. I'm sorry. But yes, so freaky profiling that happened. Um, I hope it. Um, I wish it never happened. I wish I never came across this movie again <laughs> in my life. I swear. I swear for you because I, I, because now I'm curious. I'm curious now. I wanna. I wanna know who is this man? What is he doing with his life? What is going on? What where what are all these people doing? Did they tell their homies they made this movie? Did they tell their family, their friends they made this movie? You know? Mm. I mean the I production the, I was gonna say the production staff, that's just a movie. You know, whatever. Get let's get this bread. Like they just needed a job. You feel me? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I wanna know what their motivations are. Like why why did they think, you know, this was the best avenue to get you know their art across and like i'm curious about that i don't think it's all i don't think it's all bad i don't think just because something doesn't necessarily feel like what we're used to it's not necessarily um unuseful this is that a word unuseful i don't know it's just i think there is potential <laughs> that's 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 all there is i think there's potential why did they have to kill the black woman in the beginning um wow what a, what a good what a good good question for someone who who would not be me. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the woman in the beginning. What for, for what? Like, and then they just said, dude was already a black guy. Also, the nigga a poet. If you watch the trailer, he's a poet too. He says some whack ass poetry and it's really bad. Ugh. Best black culture film at Canes. Cans. Canes. I keep saying Canes. Do I want Raising Canes? I might want raisin canes. Sounds good. Um, all right. So back to gaming. Um, first, first gaming topic of the day we're gonna talk about is Unity. So Unity walks back some of the changes um, of what they were gonna do with their runtime fees. Uh, this has actually affected a lot of folks. Um, there's actually, I just read an article about a game canceling its production because of Unity's run back runtime fees, like on the on Nintendo Switch. It like ceased production. Like they said, we can't do it, you know? Especially since the whole game was based on Unity. They must've been too deep in it. Um, but um, yeah, so Unity's president and general manager issued an apology announcing changes to the controversial fee policies that were previously announced unity uh which was used for games like hollow knight pokemon go 
introduced a runtime fee that was met with backlash from indie developers. In response, Unity made some adjustments. Uh, Unity's personal plan will remain flea, flea, free, um, with no runtime for games built using this version. The revenue limit for games created with the free version has been increased from $100,000 to $200,000 USD. Um, the requirement for a made with Unity splash screen in games has been removed. Oh, yay. That's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That saved us five seconds. Uh, games with less than $1 million in trailing 12-month revenue will not be subjected to runtime fee. Uh, the runtime fee only applies will only apply to software developed using the LTS, which is long-term support version of Unity, which is set to release in 2024. Existing games or projects will not be affected unless developers choose to upgrade. Unity is giving developers a choice regarding a runtime fee, a 2.5% revenue share, or a calculated amount based on a number of new players engaging with the game each month. The billing will be based on the lesser of the two of these two amounts. So you don't even got a choice. <laughs> that shit is wild. You don't even have a you don't even have a choice about either revenue share or number of players engaging with the it's game. It's weird. So like if my game just blow up randomly, <laughs> you just say yeah. You're gonna be like, cool, <laughs> let's take your money. Yeah, we Good want job. a bigger cut. Thanks you know for working I mean? hard. Yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, initial responses from developers was cost, cautiously optimistic. Um, with some changes seen as reasonable trust in, but the trust in unity is eroded. Um, so shout out to Zach Zewinzin. I don't want to fuck up his last name. Pronunciation. There we go. I'll figure it out later. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but this is this is kind of messed up. This is actually like really stressful because it sounds like the new version of the engine that's going to be released uh, next year, um, mm. you know, that will probably support some other like next next gen um, features or anything of that nature. Maybe some new technology they might be adopting with their engine and things like that. Um, it's that's when the runtime fee will actually apply. But mm. for people using the older version or lot or not using that version, it still is like holding them back. Um, as well as like you know many many black and brown game studios use Unity, um, like either black and brown ran or fully black and brown mm. or like you know developed or created. Um, and those and this changes could affect everything from them being able to develop or even hot fixes for games that already have a you know already exist because it's going to cut into their revenue twice because they're already they're already more than likely paying unity to use the engine and now they mm -hmm. have this runtime fee on top of that and also you don't even get to choose whether you want to do revenue the revenue percentage split or the player count and so if your game blows up for a month and you're already strapped for cash you might think like oh finally this is the thing this is the push we're going to get to make our sequel or make some hot fixes and unity comes in and is like hey thanks for that shit y'all really blew up uh we taking our big cut this time too dog <laughs> sorry <laughs> and it just it's really it's really interesting you know like it's it's like um it's just really interesting that like they're moving towards this more aggressive model when it comes to uh pricing out studios and trying to maintain yeah. like, revenue coming in for them like they don't have it enough like what I, I, I'm curious to see like what was like 
what is the what's hurting unity and like oh like why maybe they're trying yeah. to increase the revenue so specifically yeah and aggressively yeah and a specific like it's it kind of sounds like music you know like music's baby like you know when you have like your masters and like you know how musicians are always buying their masters or selling their masters and stuff i know um, nothing about music zero oh. zero percent about music i don't even know what you are talking about and what you just said okay it's Cortez. <laughs> it's musical hour uh-uh so <laughs> sorry i need to make a jingle um <laughs> so in the music industry um artists and uh artists producers people involved with the entire like construction of the song um they, they get opportunity to have some form of masters and the, if you have the masters you're able to collect residuals on any usage of the song in any commercial way you know oh. um but a lot of times the record company will own your masters for advancing you money to make to make your music to do all the other stuff and in that way but you you also but you also cut a deal to where you make all your money on tour with merch and tour sales and all that stuff so it's really like so in a in in like a idealistic world people will continuously tour and they'll make a good chunk of money there and then the record company makes a good chunk of money off your masters with like commercial usage and all that stuff but you get a percentage of that as well but if you leave the label they still can make money off your music you don't get your music your that's their music so basically if you don't have your masters you don't have your music you know okay and so um so what it sounds like is unity is trying to do the record label route which is we're gonna take we're gonna hold on to this for a percentage of it you pay us a percentage and mm -hmm. your shit can keep going but if you don't pay us that then we're gonna shut it down like a record label like we need our percentage right. otherwise we're gonna be we're gonna shut all the shit down um it's pretty it's pretty interesting um how that route is going you know are they scared of like unreal engine 5 like that blowing up and like maybe their yeah, shareholders I mean, it's a possibility but that won't help yeah. them it won't um maybe the shareholders made him scared or something you know i don't know what are, you, what are your thoughts on this i don't know i i think it's really unfortunate because game devs like literally move the gaming industry you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. they move the needle so i feel like making anything harder or more difficult for them not that they're not without criticisms or things like that but like if you're adding this model what are you adding to the value that they get from your service right mm -hmm. like what justifies that is it just because you want to you're just in the mood you're just like okay cool it's time for change like what or is it is it something else going on mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah it's just it's just unnecessary i feel like and i mean there's so many things that can be said that that's unnecessary about right now in the gaming community there's just so much especially when it comes to revenue and how they're measuring that mm -hmm. so I, I hope that in the future they take a little more time to be introspective and and things about you know how they're going to increase revenue without being harmful to the community i guess yeah uh it kind of sounds like the same thing with like uh kick kick just did something weird with their revenue program too about like the creators they partner with uh they need to have a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of uh, subscribers at a certain time to be qualified for it. and it's just like you know it just sounds like you 
you just want more money coming to you which is fine you know i understand this is your platform but like you're doing it in more and more aggressive ways to where it's like coming unrealistic and it's starting to weed out the the people who the small the the people who just love like people who are making a living doing what they love and um whether that's content creation or in this sense with unity game devs and folks doing that doing things they love um trying to take that away from them and that's kind of messed up Mm, yeah yeah because it's a lot of like a lot of our like most most innovative games and stuff come from indie devs indie studios a lot of them take a spin on something and it really fuels the it like you said it really fuels the gaming industry right um it really can and and that affects now things we look forward to you know yeah and think about all like the mid the mid-range the studios too like i feel like they're going they're like the people that don't make the like i think they're pretty i'm pretty sure they're called double a games instead of triple a like the call of duty oh, stuff, okay. the ones yeah right under there you know you don't know how how close they are to the black you know they might be in the red now because of the unity because of the revenue share and then they might say like oh well we need to like partner with a bigger studio or try to get bought out by somebody because we can't compete with this new revenue cut that they're taking from us so um yeah it's a lot it's a lot to consider and it's unfortunate that this is uh something that's going on and it just seems like it's coming still at a worse time with inflation and all that shit around and um i said inflation around like it's the flu uh inflation <laughs> inflation occurring right now um and yeah really somber news man kind of sucks but unfortunately we're moving on to more somber news too uh you want to kick off the next story yeah i will um so our next story is volition shuts down via the verge interesting 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 so volition the studio behind popular game video game franchises like red faction and oh my god and i have so many comments about this because i loved red faction um and saints row has announced its permanent closure um this decision was attributed uh, to a restructuring program initiated by its parent company, Embracer Group. Embracer Group had undertaken this program following the collapse of a $2 billion investment deal, which reportedly involved Saudi Arabia's Savvy Games Group. Volition, um, founded in 1993 as Parallax Software, was known for its Descent series before transitioning to Volition and creating successful franchises like Summoner, Red Faction, and Saints Row. The studio changed ownership over the years from THQ to Deep Silver and most recently launched a reboot of Saints Row in 2022. And the closure of Volition is the first public impact of Embracer Group's restructuring efforts, which include pausing game development, reducing spending, and potentially selling or closing down studios. So they expressed their gratitude to their fans and pledged to like assist affected employees in finding new job opportunities but their closure is just a result of Embracer Group's restructuring program. And it was prompted by a failed investment deal with Savvy's Game Group. So marking that it was just marking the end of a notable game development studio with a rich history in the industry. Ooh, so sad. I like, I love Red Faction so much. Yeah. Red Faction, Gorilla uh, was, is a classic, a hood classic. All the Saints Rows are a hood classic, you know? Even this new one, hood classic. I don't know how it is. Um, <laughs> it just, it just is, regardless, it just is. Um, no, this is sad to hear though, really, because like Volition makes some great games and they and they like to play. They like to like experiment a bit with each game, you know? 
Um, and you can see how they did that went from Saints Row 2 to Saints Row 3. It was a real big difference. It was a real big change in what they did. And it was super mm-hmm. dope to see them like get out of their comfort zone and say, let's make a fucking wacky game. That's <laughs> super fun. You know, like a wacky, a, a wacky, like business tycoon-esque type game. You know, like it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And then they even went wackier with Saints Row 4. And then it sounds like um, shit just got all fucked with this new one that came out. Um, which I played a little bit of it. It's okay. It isn't like, you know, like it isn't as bad as people were saying it was. I think people just, a lot of people are really overhyped, like just being polarizing, you know, just saying like real outlandish shit about games. Like it's, it's mid, it ain't like trash, like everyone was saying, but regardless, it's sad to see them going. Um, I hope they're, uh, the devs from those studios get picked up at other places where they can make a huge impact on the industry or come together to reform their own studio to other someone else or even by themselves so then they can like keep doing what they're doing and having fun with the things they love. Um, I got a question for you. Do you think that okay. that Embracer will sell Saints Row to someone else? I don't know because I never played Saints Row, but I know that the customization was very similar to GTA and people really liked that aspect of it and it maybe wasn't as chaotic as GTA. So I I don't feel like the fan base is is non-existent, but I don't know if it would make monetary sense for them. Yeah. I mean, since that, I mean, you lose $2 billion. I'm surprised they didn't close down all the way, you know? So it's like, it's good to see that they were able to embracer group was able to like save themselves in a way even though it's sad to hear volition is shut down but yeah i think that like if a studio wanted to buy the saints row franchise that would be pretty cool um who would i don't know who would do it though you know like i don't know Me I, don't, I don't know have i have any idea what if like platinum games did a saints row like the people that made bayonetta like imagine that like just that that mashing of those styles of like this 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 gang and then this like f- frantic rapid like outrageously ridiculous fighting style game with gang banging mm-hmm. and shit oh sound like a dream come true not a dream come true <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> no but um but it's also sad we're not gonna get another red faction though you know like um we might not get one you know it might like imagine red faction on like the next gen consoles you know running smooth as fuck beautiful graphics that like all that weird ass technology they were showing off for uh, unreal engine 5 with like the rocks falling and shit imagine them just breaking buildings that would be amazing but (sighs) we're not gonna get it we're not gonna get it nope Mm. unfortunate What, what was your favorite volition game you said red faction yeah red faction was like a game i don't know i think that might have been like the game i played after halo oh like in terms of the multiplayer aspect and playing like with my family and stuff like it was just it was a little bit you know edgy like for me like it was a little bit scary because you know all these like different like aliens and things and all this different stuff but the gameplay was was fluid it was intuitive it was really um it's it was um they had something like geomod which like um had like destructible environments and that was 
one of the like cool things that it introduced, right? Like blasting through doors and all that stuff. And it was really, honestly, I didn't know all this stuff about it before like reading about it, but those were some of the things that made the game fun. It was innovative, it was novel. Yeah, and it and it changed it changed a lot of way it changed the way a lot of people were developing too if they could provide that in that game in that space. Um, I think the dopest thing too was uh, how they did push the envelope as far as like making games like that and like Saint from Saints Row the first one being like basically a carbon copy of of Grand Theft Auto trying to get rich off that to them like really coming out with their like expanding their own identity and like becoming themselves with Saints Row 2 and really differentiating themselves from the Saint from the Grand Theft Auto franchise and being able to provide that so I think that's been so that's really dope but yeah uh, so if you got the games y'all should buy them while you can and definitely make sure if you don't got the games you gotta go get the games so all the saints rows all the red factions the summoner series free space descent mm. yeah red faction armageddon mm. didn't play it i mean i, I didn't play that either yeah no i think i played gorilla but i didn't play armageddon yeah i think that one was like underground yeah now i seen i seen gameplay of it, it was like underground and it was like instead of breaking stuff you can also rebuild stuff which is pretty interesting which i feel like is an interesting concept to play with too like you have a destructible a completely destructible world but you can also just like rebuild it all of the stuff that you broke down which is pretty cool um but uh, tis all a dream now um before we get into affirmations um i want to do something a bit new um i really wanted to give someone a shout out in the gaming industry that's really been doing a lot of really excellent things as far as like not only being a trailblazer being a person in their position but also really like doing a good fucking job at it too as well um yeah and I, and I, and I want to make sure I'm, I want to try to work this into episodes in the future near future too but I want to shout out uh Nicole uh Nicole LaPointe Jameson um she is the CEO of Evil Genius Esports team uh Evil Genius is an esports team that plays league and um their esports team with players from league uh CSGO uh and Valorant if I'm not mistaken um they are one of the biggest teams in esports as far as like uh out of out of North America um one thing I learned about was like uh North America esports viewership is drastically lower than the rest of the world um and there's like a, a community and stuff to be built outside of North America we can really go out into our own spaces and um go out into other spaces and get love and support and things of that nature um but this was one of the interesting things that I seen was that uh, they have uh, of their followers around the globe, 14 million plus, 46% of them are people of color. And and also 36% of them are women and 17% identify as LGBTQ plus, um, which is pretty dope because of the factor of they like really living by the inclusivity of like having an inclusive and diverse, uh, not only people on their team, like on their roster but also their fan base and understanding that there isn't just one type of fan there's a multitude of fans and understanding that and that really was and also really looking at themselves as like how to operate and how to function as a business and yeah. nicole really 
took that viewpoint of how to operate from a business perspective and really run it mm-hmm. as a business rather than it just being an esports team just sticking around yeah. or whatever like I know y'all just seen the information it was just an article recently released about FaZe Clan and how they like they have such diminishing mm-hmm. returns like it's so drastic that they're like really Ooh. down bad you know and um, and that's probably because on the back end they didn't have all the business set up together you know they didn't have all the things necessary to you know run a lucrative and sustaining organization and so I feel like Nicole LaPointe uh, Jameson hopefully uh, she uh, actually came into Evil Genius and made them to a lucrative company man um, and turned them and made sure that they were able to keep doing what they're doing which is connecting with their fan base playing all the dope games that they love uh, always having a great roster of folks who are uh, embody the mission and values that they have as well as um, really uh, showcase how to do two great things at the same time which is uh operate a business that can be sustaining and also have and also have fun and be a part of a part of it emerging and pers- uh persistently increasing market oh mm. uh, yeah yeah esports is esports is something um i'm in wisconsin and uh one of the community colleges where i live by just opened up their own esports facility and there are now 61 esports facilities in the state of Wisconsin at colleges. Wow. Yeah. So it's not going That's anywhere. Amazing. Yeah. But if you ever want to look her up, man, she doing dope shit. Uh, and yeah, just want to shout her out today. Okay. Mm. Now, time for affirmation. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like one thing I want to do is like there's, we, with our interviews and stuff, we only cover so many people, but there's a lot of us doing dope shit out here. So mm, I just want to make sure absolutely. we highlight everybody. Yeah. So absolutely. And this would be like. And I your... think that's important. Like teaching business is a is a different thing because there's businesses in all industries across all mm-hmm. categories, and there's not a lot of education for it. I didn't know that I could start my own business until much later in life. And imagine, you know, 11, 12 year olds now with their own businesses. Like that's, it's nuts to me. It's really cool. Yeah, it's wild. Mm. It's uh, it's wild. And like, you can take real control of your own life and do the things that you really want to do. And um, man, yeah. turn, turn your shit into an empire. <laughs> but yeah. All right, time for some affirmations. Do <laughs> you have any affirmations? To um, my most with? recent affirmation is your body is art. And I think that's important because um, recently I like realized maybe that I don't look the way that I used to. And it's not like a bad thing, but I wasn't like appreciating the body that I have now just like for what it is and what it's done so um that is something I want to remember over these next you know couple of weeks yes your body is art uh thank you for that um it's hard not to get on get like in like a deep dark place about yourself and how you've changed over years and things so I'm glad you say that um I want to say this affirmation, which comes from Maya Angelou, and nothing can dim the light that shines from within. So, always understand that you are your own light, and you are the one that keeps you going forward. 
Mm. So keep going. I like it. You are and, your own light. And also, like, consistency. When people say you got to be consistent, that doesn't mean you have to give 100% every day. It's just yeah. got to mean some. If you ain't got 100% that day, you only got 60, give that 60. Yeah. You got 20, give that 20. You got 10, give that 10. But you did it. That's important. Oh, it's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Asia, where can the people find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me everywhere. Call me Asia. That's Asia with a Z. That's what you can call me. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, and online at callmeasia.com. Yes, and you can find me uh, places, uh, mostly Twitter at Black Lumberjack. Black Lumberjack is spelled with two C's in black. Um, and also, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Twitter or X. Um, TikTok, Instagram. And thank y'all so much for enjoying this episode. As always, be happy, drink some water, and <laughs> keep gaming. Yay. Bye.